0: We're o- are you okay for a good hour?
1: Yeah, an hour's perfect. An was perfect for me, man. Yeah. No problem at all. I'm doing that medicine, the COVID anyway.
0: Ah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's it's uh, do you actually work as a as a fit pro? I mean I mean I know you are, but do you actually yeah. work as a trainer no. Or? okay.
1: No, I don't work as a fit pro at all. I I did I suppose do a few classes in gyms, but it never actually worked as a gym owner or anything like that. So it hasn't affected, COVID hasn't affected me too much to be honest with you, that way, because like I'm working in a a store, in a shop, so, and we're we're doing the essential, so we're just skipping away, you know?
0: Is that something that you're um, looking to do in the future or are you happy with, you know, your kind of work at the moment?
1: To be honest with you, um,
0: it was something I was going to do at the
1: start of the year because I was starting to get um, a good following online, and a good following locally starting to get kind of pretty well known because because of all my work through kettlebell sports over the years i suppose i'll be well known through water which is a small enough place so um people know you they're coming in and ask, asking how the kettlebell is getting on I was a training getting on as a morning shop so i was like okay i think it's time to to make the step and, and and open the gym and there was a lot of good positive feedback out there and i was just about to make that big jump because i mean i got i got a mortgage i got a wife and three kids so i mean it's something that i had to really feel this is gonna work financially for me before yeah. I made that jump. But um, I was just about to do it and COVID struck and I was like, that was a blessing because I mean all the gyms here are shut now. Everything is shut. Yeah. You know, all these guys working in gyms are under wicked pressure now and try to scrape enough to make a living out of it. So yeah. and i the place I'm working in is being essential. So I think for the time being and for the foreseeable future I can't see that happening. You know? No. Not in a physical sense, on an online sense maybe, because I mean you, you got a lot of people where you can train them with, with Kettlebell sports and just give them programs as opposed to some the years of, of training with Kettlebell. So
0: yeah. Online
1: seems to be the way forward, you know.
0: Let's start by saying that I know you from Instagram. Right. And, and yeah. that's and that's all I know you from. I, I, I Yeah, I see it's Yeah. And I've seen what you do on Instagram. So um for it's the people that are going to be watching this Keyhone. and listening to he's this, he's a kettlebell um, master you, from over in um, Ireland. The reason you're on going the, to the show, you, the reason I wanted sharing sharing to speak to you is his because, training uh, tips. I'm really into the kettlebell and yoga myself. with a kettlebell, training up to right. do RKC. If you want to get stacked, um, if you wanna get it's jacked, something I've been into for be at top, least 10 years, you know, way back. He does it with one of these, and all that. And I did try for the strong first. Um, Didn't get it because I injured myself, but, um, you know, I've come to kettlebells quite late in life. I'm not using that as an excuse, but injuries and stuff have made it difficult for me personally. Anyway, that's my journey. But um, the reason that I was interested in you is like, you just lift these incredible weights so well and you move so good. Even your basic Instagram, it doesn't need to be flash with, you know, ripped abs and gorgeous teeth and huge muscles like you just do it and it it amazes me and it it inspires me you inspire me to do you know what I'm doing with the kettlebells and and you must do with so many people David I know your heads you don't want your head to grow I know you're quite a humble guy, yeah yeah but but it is inspiring and I wanted to ask you first what how did you get started in sports? I mean, this may have been, you know, years ago. Yeah. And, and then how yeah. did you get started in the, the kind of kettlebell stuff? Because this it's a, I say new, it's not new. It's 10, 15 years old, but it's yeah. new in terms of, relatively
1: new. Exactly.
0: In terms of bodybuilding and weightlifting and stuff. It, it's relatively new, although we know it's been around for quite a lot, few years now. So how did you yeah. get started in sports exercise and how did you get started in the kettlebells, David?
1: Yeah, well, that's a that's a good question because um and it's something I like I like talking about because anyone who's been to any of my workshops or um has talked to me before knows that I came to sport again late in life. Um, growing up, I was more into like art and music and playing in a lot of bands, and all the way through my teens and my twenties, I drank, smoked and rock and roll my way through yeah. all that and didn't do one thing in sport, not one. Okay. Um, up until the age of about 31, I'm 41 now. So at 31, I was pushed in 16 stone, I was very overweight. I was very unfit, I was very unhealthy, I was very unhappy. I was in a bad place mentally and physically, and um, just not a happy guy, you know? Uh, just all the years of partying and drinking and all the rest of went went with it, um, hmm. was starting to catch up on me. And I just saw a picture of myself one day, was like, oh, look at the stadium, you know? And I was like, suffering, but like I was diagnosed asthmatic. I was diagnosed um, high blood pressure, um, acid reflux, all kinds of stuff. I was just in a bad way, so I just decided to start running. Um, and I never forget. it, I was over in Manchester, actually watching a match with my dad, who was big into football. And uh, I went down the next morning to the travel centre, bought a pair of runners and a pair of running shorts and a vest. And I never forget the guy looking at me in there, like this ripped young guy, blonde hair, and he sees this. Big overweight dude come in sweating and stink. He's like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, man, yeah, give get, get me some runners. So um, the next morning I went home and I started running. And I think the first day I got about 100 yards at the top of my road and I had to turn around and stop. And I was going out in the morning so no one not know and see me running because I was overweight I was kind of very subconscious of that. But um, after about a month or two months of running, I was getting up around two or three K, which was huge. A huge deal for me, you know. And eventually I went to 5K and that went to 10K. And after about maybe four months of, of running, like the blood pressure was getting better, starting to lose weight. And the asthma wasn't asthma, it was really fucking unfit. The asthma was, was gone. Um, and I was starting to feel great about myself. And that was in, I think, it was in the February of, of 2012. And then in the, in the February 2012, there was announced the very first marathon in my county plenty of water and it was being held at Viking Marathon. So um, that marathon was held in June and I said, I'm gonna run that marathon. I'm gonna finish it. And I did. Um trained every day. Just ran. New Athletes just ran all the time and finished the marathon. Got slightly injured doing it, I suppose, because I hadn't had any strength training behind me. I was just this the skinny guy now I was about maybe 12 stone and um just running, you know, just run, run, run. And finished the marathon, I said, okay, I'm never going to do that again. That sucked, but i done it. And I said, what am I going to do now? You know, um, and through a chance meeting of a guy just doing up his gym at work, who had a kettlebell on his t-shirt, he said, this kettlebell here a really cool logo. I was like, what's that? And he was just said, he been a punter coming in and buying some stuff off me. And he was like, uh, it's a kettlebell. And I was like, what's what's the, what's the kettlebell? And come out and try it. He said, look, I'll do a new program for you. And I started explaining about my injury and knee injury after the running. And he said, like, come out and uh, we'll, we'll do a few classes and see what you think. So, I started off doing like high interval, my HIT classes with him with kettlebells. And I remember swinging a 12 for the first time. and I think I couldn't walk for three or four days after. My hamstrings and everything were in after. Yeah. Like You know, I was like, this is awesome. I'm mean, going to really enjoy this. So, I came back doing all the classes. And after about maybe four or five months of classes, um, upstairs in his gym, he had a kettlebell sport. And yeah, it was the way, actually it was the only gym in Waterford at the time that was doing actually one of the only ones in Munster that was doing kettlebell sport. And just through luck that I fell in on top of that, then I started training kettlebell sport. I remember going up and looking at these guys, and the very first time I walked in, they were all lifting 24s, 224s so were like sets of uh, minute on, minute off jerk, like we were lifting like 10 12 RPM. I was like, this is incredible, 224s! Like, are you joking me? Mm-hmm. You know, here's me swinging a 16 or a 20, thinking this is on a hardcore guy. I was looking at these guys then going, that's incredible. I want me some of that. So then I got involved in, in kettlebell sport after that. Forgive me, I do talk a lot. I'm Irish. It's something we tend to do. I, I tend to ramble. Was... But um, but uh, yeah, so I just got into kettlebell sport then and, and that really started my journey off. You know, you... I think kettlebell sport about 2013.
0: The good thing about this is it is a talk show. So you've got free reign, my friend. But just <laughs> before you go any so... further, David... What is the difference mm. between lifting kettlebells and kettlebell sports? What's the difference?
1: Um, right, kettlebell sport is a power endurance sport. So kettlebell sport is you lift one of your pre-lifts, long cycle, like jerk or snatch, um, for as many times as you possibly can in a 10-minute set. So for men's um, novice, is 2.16s, men's amateurs, 2.24s, and men's professional is 2.32s, which is it all in competition. And
0: in international level as well. So, um, how, so
1: yeah, it's pretty oh,
0: damn tough. What kind of, um, what kind of, uh, you said 232s. Now I know that. Uh, yeah. If nobody out there has ever lifted 232s, I tell you, it is, um, crushing huh? just to do yeah. a few reps, let alone do yeah. it for 10 minutes straight. I mean, am I right in saying you, you, you obviously you won a few of your competitions, and yeah. uh, how many reps can you do? Clean and jerk in 10 minutes. Oh, um in 10 minutes it depends
1: on the um, on the belts. I mean with 216s I look at 150 in 10 minutes. Um with two twenty-fours and my best in training is 95, and my best in competition is actually 82, which isn't great, but um and with two thirty-twos my comp best is 48 and my my training best is 50. So um and that's without, like I said, with kettlebells, four, you can't put the bells down. You're literally gonna pick the bells up at the start, and you clean the jerk, and that's it. The only rest is in rack right position, in front or overhead at the top and in your rest position. You
0: know. I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen people where yeah. they they hold that rack position, and obviously the spine is bent right back to yeah. be able to carry the weight. I mean, do do a lot of guys suffer injuries because of that spinal bend, or is it considered actually strengthening the spine?
1: It is, it's considered strengthening at this point. I've I've actually haven't met anybody, and this is strange to say because I've gone to a hell of a lot of competition. I haven't met anybody who's had a spine injury from it. Um, I've met people who've had injuries, like maybe shoulder injuries, um, maybe something, maybe like a hip injury or an E or something, but I've never met anybody with a spine injury from it. So, um, and that's hundreds of people, hundreds of men lifting, lifting weights. Because like the weight isn't actually, you know, you're actually sitting the weight on your iliac crest or on your hips, so it's going down straight down through your legs. So I mean, you're, you're actually not carrying the weight on your body; it's literally going straight down through your skeletal system, your legs. But if you if you have rack position correctly, yeah. so there's very little. Um, your spine is curved, no doubt about it, but the weight is actually going through your hips and through your, yeah, through your through your legs, you know, as opposed to then through the, the middle of the back.
0: So it's really well displaced, the weight's really well displaced. Yeah, yeah. but technique, I mean, your technique
1: has to be good. And especially, I mean, you're not going to get to the likes of lifting heavy weights if your technique is bad. So overarching all of that in kettlebell sport, you have to start from the start. And your technique and your mobility has to be on point before you you really start
0: lifting up the weights. Kettlebell training is, um, you know, again, for people that are not understanding that much about it, you, it there is a bit of a learning curve, isn't it? It's not like oh, picking yeah. up a couple of dumbbells. It's no. I mean, I like to call it an art. I mean, I think it's it really does give you something, doesn't it? It, it takes oh. a long time, doesn't it, to... it?
1: It takes time. I mean, and that's yeah. the thing that uh, in, in this kind of immediate environment that we're living in now,
0: mm.
1: um, kettlebell sport and the, and the mastery of technique in kettlebell sport, they're, they're very basic lifts. I mean, it's just clean and jerk or snatch, yeah, and, and that's it. You know, but there's so many little nuances of technique, and so many things you can do to make the lift easier on yourself. You know, using the big muscles in your body, relaxing certain areas areas of the body throughout each portion of the lift. You know, right. so you're getting a little relaxed every time you're lifting. So I mean, there's there's lots and lots and lots of things to learn about it before you can actually start doing it at an international level. You know, and start really progressing up. But I mean, that's what I loved about it. I loved the challenge of it had that combination from your mobility of of strength and of cardiovascular fitness you know the three basic tenets of, of, of physical fitness I had the three of them you know almost in a perfect um a perfect triangle so that's what i love about it i love that there's always something you can, you can improve with it you know yeah you have to have a certain kind of a mindset i think you have to be a bit fucking strange to do it as well a bit of a masochist
0: you know well you know um i'm a big believer in uh and and you obviously are that um anything that's worth having is hard to get and the harder you work for something the more you're going to appreciate and the more it's going to do for your body and your brain and your you know just everything um we'll we'll come back on the techniques and the um you know the, the the all the good stuff about kettlebells because i did stop you like a little way through you you know you got through to the um, the kettlebell sport you started training yeah. in that oh, yeah. Um, yeah. so where did where did you go after you know you did the sports and stuff you've learnt the art um, mm. where, where did you go kind of after that
1: the journey to the sport has been a, I actually officially um, retired from the sport there about a year and a half ago I was going to give it one more go because the last there was a competition an international world competition being held in England, Ireland it meant to be this year or sorry last year just gone and that was going to be my, my last hurrah. But um, I've had a great journey through the sport. You know, I've, I've done the traditional GS 10-minute sets with long cycle. You know, basic. Started off and I wanted to get on the team, then got on the team. And like, I, I set myself a little goalsy, you know, what I wanted to do as, as I was progressing through the sport. And the realistic goals, but, but, but enough that they scared you, you know. I knew I was never going to be a professional world champion. As I mean, there's guys in Russia. Who are out me double the doing what I'm doing and they're at it their whole lives, you know. I said I'm never gonna to get to that level. But I said, look, what I want to do is I would like to first of all get on the Irish team and represent my country in a sport, however much of a frame sport that is. But just to say, like you stood up with your with your national colours on them, and that's a great thing to say. Oh yeah, man. And then, you know, I said, Okay, I wanted to win an international competition. So that was a tough one. That was one, okay, that's that's gonna to be tough, but I'm gonna train. I'm going to train like a dog. I'm going to just train non-stop for this. And I got consumed by it. I just trained kettlebell sport, thought about my kettlebell sport for about 60 years. I was absolutely obsessed with it. And I did. I mean, I got on the Irish team and I got to represent my country in 2014 for the first time in Russia at the Europeans, which was yeah. absolutely incredible Went to St. Petersburg. And that was just, just to get there, just to get to Russia. I mean, like, when was I ever going to get to Russia in my life? And here I am, like, Three years later from from not being able to run at the top of the road to represent my country away like in russia at the at, in the birthplace of the sport you know saint Petersburg is the home of the sport you know so it was like i was kind of blinking looking at this is actually happening you know and it just so happened that i won that europeans um on the 224s so it was like and now i'm european champion it's like that's been a strange three years <laughs> you know what I mean? from nothing to that and That year, then I represented Ireland in, in uh, Germany at the Worlds, and I came fourth by one rep. And that stung. God, that was that was hard because I slipped with about 40 seconds left, and would have been three reps left. And I slipped on the mat with a little chalk, and I just I hadn't I hadn't looked at the mat properly at the start, and I, I, it was my own fault. And that was hard to bear, but I took that and I trained, and I went back the next year and I won the Worlds in 2015 in amateur, and that was my big my big thing I wanted to do. I got up and I won the world um, at an amateur level for my country, which was amazing to say, you know, and it was against nine other guys, so there's a good competition. A lot of competitions you see, um, one guy against another guy, or a guy by himself in the category. It's nice to say, look, I won against eight other guys, you know, it was great. Then I was like, right, okay, I've done that, amateur level, European champion, national national, European and world champion. Right, now I'm going to go professional. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go professional, um, but... I know for a fact, going professional, I'm not going to place anywhere. I'm not going to get near a podium. But it was just to say that I stood up at a professional level for my country and represented. So um, a lot of guys are going to say, "Why don't you just stick with the amateur? Like you know, you can go over to these comps and keep winning world titles." You know, was like, yeah. look, I've done that. I proved that to myself. I don't need to prove that to myself anymore. I'm not a medal hound. It's not something I ever, I was ever interested in. You know, I suppose maybe coming to sport late in life, it didn't mean that much to me. Like, i I done it. I done that already. So I think any more at an amateur level would have been unfair to people coming up behind me, you know, because they were probably in the same journey as I was. So look, I'm not going to hang around and just be this big fish in a small pond. No one I can pretty much just turn up and and maybe have one of these competitions. So I want to push myself. And when I'm looking back at these, at my, my journey, like later on in life, I can say, look, you did everything you, you could do with this board. You know what I mean? So yeah. I trained like an absolute, I mean, 32 was the jump up from 32 was the, from 24s, it's like a different sport, you know. Say, and actually, like a different sport. I mean, they're heavy, you know. Yeah. And like, you really have to work on your, your strength so much more, and your technique has to be flawless. Everything has to be absolutely spot on because it's almost like a max effort each rep. So you have to. Everything has to be bang on. So look, I I trained nonstop, and I went over to Kazakhstan in 2016 and represented Ireland at an international level. Um, I think I came fifth, which was a pretty decent result for me out of all these guys who are like up against the best of the best in the world. We've been training this as professional athletes probably for about 15 years, you know. Mm -hmm. So just being in the same room as these guys for me was was incredible. So I got up and I lasted by 10 minutes and uh, I got respect from all these guys, you know, these Russian guys and Kazakhs and Ukrainian guys who are, you know, that's their sport, you know, you got that level of respect. I was like, Okay. That's pretty much me done now with 32s. i have done it. Um, I wanted to get 48 reps, which was master of sports, which i have done, I done the following year, and then I said, wait, that's me done with 32s, because I such a heavy weight. I'm not getting any younger. Um, I proved to myself I, I could do it, and then I moved on from there. I went to um, the Marathon Federation after that, which is a totally different thing altogether. Um, it's the same lift, long cycle, but you're lifting for 30 minutes instead of lifting for, for 10 minutes. Um, you're lifting lower weights, like I was lifting 220s, but you're lifting 220s for, for 30 minutes non stop. So, um, I got onto that because I said it's just a new challenge, something, something else to try. So, I got onto that and one the Europeans in that at a professional level, which was fantastic. And I came second in the world, a professional level with that, getting master sports, for just 250 reps in, 10, in uh, 30 minutes and uh, non stop with the 220s. Two, two and the guy who I, um, I was training, I was his, his coach, he was my athlete, he came first another guy was helping with his training. He came third. So I was going to say, look, it don't get much better than that. At a world level, yeah. my athlete came first. I came second. Another guy was helping now came third. So that was, that was pretty awesome. And then I was like, okay, I'll, that's, that proved to myself. That's the next thing I proved to myself. Okay. I've done that. Um, and then I had one, one more big thing I wanted to try. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute with you. Um, i managed let you get a word in. <laughs> I just keep rambling. That's all right, man. That's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the journey through the sport was, was, was pretty amazing and left me with a lifetime of friends and, and memories. Excuse me, sir. So, so right. That's You know, that I, I can always check in on or, or, or I can meet these guys and I've done that and I've been working on this in training. you on a house that's not know, but we're going to do that in the day, you know. so that's going to be the second
0: um, time. Your sound just uh-huh. went a little bit funny. Is it, is it back? Hold on. Let me just, a uh, bit of a technical hitch. Hold on. Let's just get rid of that. Okay. Okay. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. We're back. Sorry. Man, yeah.
1: So, yeah, look, the sports was great. So, that's that's what i done with the sports. And then um, I'll
0: never forget everything. It's it fantastic. You know, fantastic. Yeah. Are you, you're, you're, um, Audio is a little bit down. Um, I don't know if you've. so okay. Yeah, that's better. It just seemed to come back then. I don't know. Sure. Back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit funny, but it's. Yes, yeah, we'll we'll get by. What you've just described, you know, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm a bit jealous, to be honest. In a, in a in a strange in a not in a. I don't know, not in an envious way or anything, but uh, well, no, yeah, I guess mm. kind of. What I was going to say to you was. Um, how do you – I know you said, uh like, you know, what the guys in Kazakhstan and Russia are lifting is nothing – you know, it's way more than you're lifting. But, mm. like I see you doing a kettlebell swing the other day with various kettlebells in your hand that was about – what was it, 130-something kilos, was it? 134, yeah, yeah. 144 kilos. Yeah. Like, that. that's a shitload of weight, man. Uh, how do you – what do you – Science aside, right? Because we've got all the books on science, you know, uh, Mm. but you just, when you just get on and do something and you, you know, I understand what you said about being tireless, about constantly throwing yourself into something that usually does, you know, you give up a lot. People give up relationships, their work suffers. Mm. Lots of things suffer for somebody to be able to do what they want to do. And I kind of understand that. But what do you attribute to that superior strength gain, which you do have now? Um, what what do you think it is? Is it just constantly doing it? Or is it particularly, you know, no, I believe in this type of training. it That's given me more strength gains than anything else. What, what would you, you know, kind of summarise it? It's just, like, I can only speak for myself, and it's yeah. just... It's the kind of keep it simple stupid kind of
1: training that I do, you know. I mean, the last twelve months, I've been at the backyard, and probably you see on my Instagram posts, I'm just literally out in my backyard. I've got about seven kettlebells and a rock, and that's what I've been training with (laughs) for the the last pretty much twelve months. Yeah, you know, but it's about just doing it, you know. I mean. You see so many people online just talking about training and should we doing this and should I be doing that and what should I lift and what should I buy and how should I start and how should I brace it? Yeah. I'm just saying to people just lift, just get out and do it. You know? And yeah. that's all I've been doing since I started training. I haven't like I'm nothing special, nothing far from it. A normal working guy working a authority all week. I got wife and three kids. Just your normal average guy. But what I did was I just get up and I train every day. Every day. Every day. I train for about an hour of mobility.
0: And
1: Did you? Oh, just yeah, I do every day. And then I go out and train my kettlebells or the rock every day. You know, it doesn't happen anything major. Like, you know, I'm not going to break myself open. But like, I bet we do like 100 squats, front squats with a rock weigh 60 kg, I'm going to do 100 front squats with that. The next day, I, do, I grab a pair of kettlebells and I do 100 uh, pushbells, two for the you know, set 10 you know, and just do something every day. And all these little everydays, all these little bits, they will just add up, you know. And I'm the kind of person which you probably got from my my on, my and um, I just like to set a goal and uh, try something new and then move on and set a goal and, and say, You know, so it's something that, you said you made a meaning for yourself as you go along. You know, you hit that and then, okay, let's try something else, something. Before it was, you know, David. There's
0: there's definitely something going on with your audio, unless it's my side. Uh, Can you hear me okay? I can hear you properly. Yeah, there's there's a bit of feedback or something coming in. So, did you ever follow? a like i'm i'm looking at this rkc thing that i'm doing and there's the rite of passage that you have to get through in pavel's books um which is like enter the kettlebell i think it's that one and you know there's all all different recommendations dan john recommends certain ways of training and different people do different things did you um did you follow a certain training protocol or or has it always been a view set right okay just no, I, ne- I
1: never followed any specific training protocols or anything, um, whether it be for the sport or whether it be for general day-to-day training. It's just kind of trained how I feel, you know. So some days I feel I want to go and do some bodyweight work, or someday I want to go and do some kettlebell work, or someday I want to go and do some stone lift or some of the shoulder work. You know, I, I don't like being tied down to a specific program because I, I don't need to be at the moment. And um, like I'm not specifically training for sport. I'm just training for enjoyment. And I train for my mental health support, you know, as much as my physical health, especially my COVID at the moment, you know? But I mean, I just train because I, I don't and I, I have no specific plan, but it seems to be really working out know, because I mean, I've never felt stronger or in my life, i am not stronger than I am than was you know? And yeah. I'm just training for the hell of it, to be honest with you. Mm. And that's, that's the honest truth. I could bullshit you and say, yeah, I'm following X, Y, and Z, but I'm not. I'm just nah. having fun with it. That's it. That's
0: probably the best way, isn't it, when you're just training and enjoying the movement and the, the, the strength. It's yeah. just, it is really good to just get outside. You train outside a lot as well, I've noticed.
1: I have to. I have to. I've got three kids and i got a small house, so I haven't got an option.
0: Same so it's man. just,
1: i, I got to, I, I got to train at the back because I can't get to my gym. So I'm just training out if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's cold if it's dark I'm just up yeah. the
0: back you know yeah, that's no excuses big... just, just go out and live yeah I mean I do the same I go out nearly every day and i you know I, I actually I've done that for a long time I haven't actually worked out properly in the gym for oh I can't remember the last time I had a proper a proper workout in the gym. But then I've worked in gyms for like 20 or well, nearly 20 years, and uh, you know I want to get out of there and go and train outside. Everyone else wants to go and train <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 When you work, actually, a lot of people do. You know, like um, sport and stuff can be somebody's hobby. You can be really great at it. And I've seen so many people come into the business over the years that, you know, maybe they worked in the city, they're a computer programmer, they worked in banking, and they've taken a redundancy and thought, you know, I've always liked sports. I've always liked much personal, like training and stuff. I'm going to take the certification, become a personal trainer. Then they get in the gym and they realize that, all day, every day, you're locked under these lights in a sweaty, horrible gym. And if you don't love it, they don't last very long. You know, a year max. Yeah, I can and... understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, you have to have a passion for it. Because like you yeah. said,
1: the, the hours are tough. And also yeah. going to it, like going to the same gym over the last 10 years, and if like, yeah. the hours are long, and you're going to ask the same fucking questions all the time,
0: <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: so like, you have to really have a passion for it, you know. Yep. I can
0: it's, understand that 100%. Man. It soon becomes very, very boring if it's not something you're really passionate about. Um,
1: exactly. it, Yeah,
0: it does. A lot of people get, um, don't realise that. They think it's a glamorous world, but it's 100% not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so um, you mentioned that you, uh, um, you've taught some seminars. Yeah, um, which
1: is been the strangest thing for me, I suppose, coming from where I've come from.
0: Um, that come
1: no, then? Yeah. Yeah, well, what I done was um at these kettlebell come,s the main problem I saw with most of them, most of the main lifters, especially the amateur level, um, was the lack of mobility a lot of guys had. and um, a lot of guys were training in kettlebells, just picking them up on matching their reps, and training their strengths, they were training their cardio, but the missing link that they weren't training on I've just got and a them guys, like nobody trained any mobility work.
0: Yeah, something that's quite close to my heart as well. Actually, you were talking about you've seen a lot of guys that their their mobility, their movement wasn't great. So, yeah. can, do you want to expand on that a little bit more? Sure,
1: sure. Um, it was just it was kind of the elephant in the room with all these, these kettlebell comps, and even at an international level, looking at these amateur top amateur lifter guys, you know, you could see that their lack of mobility, especially overhead, because with kettlebells, like you know, you're you're directly overhead, you're straight overhead with two bells, not like when you're lifting, like snatch or whatever with uh, with barbells, you know, you can have a bit of play with it, but you're directly overhead. Getting it. So when you have to have good scapular mobility and good upper body mobility to be able to deal with that, you know, and a lot of these guys didn't, you know, a, a lot of guys didn't. And it was affecting them. You see, there were guys getting injured, like they were getting injured their lower backs just to throw up a compensation. And like, there was, there was lots of stuff going on. And I was like, if you just train a bit of mobility, this, this could really help. And I use myself as a guinea pig and, um, I eventually started being able to really relax, you know, overhead and in, in rack position. And I was like, Jesus, this is the missing link. This is something that's not being taught, you know, because any of the, any of the, um, well, a lot of places I went to that were training ketamets in Ireland and subsequently through two workshops around the world. Um, it, it, it was not something that was being taught, you know, the lifting, the technique was being taught, which is ex- obviously extremely important. The strength conditioning was being taught, but there was very, very little, of any, um, Work on, on mobility. So that's yeah. I said. Look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna use myself as a guinea pig because I'm starting from scratch. Like I said, I, I had no background, and I, I eventually, like through yoga and other things that I was doing, was getting to be really, really mobile on, under the weights, and I was starting to really be able to relax. And subsequently, my lifting got better, and better and better and better. So I, I guess start doing some, some kind of extraordinary things with, with distance lifting that I, that I've done over the years. You know, so people started taking notice of this. Then they were like, Hey. How could you live, How could you do that? You know, how could you live for 30 minutes straight between 22 and so? Yeah. How
0: could you
1: live for 60 minutes straight between 20s? I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? With? Like they're asking, you know, everyone kind of content. You know, what are you what, what kind of training are you doing? You, you train for motions? So, no, I just started training my weak link, which is my mobility. I'm like, oh, fuck. I never thought of that. Uh, and he to show me. So, a couple of guys online started like, like, like you reached out to me, you just started reaching out to me online and saying, Look, can you send me on? Like a program or something. What are you doing? Can I do what you do? So I sent them out what I was doing, and one of the guys was like, "You should start marketing this, man. This is this is gold. You know, this is something that really works." So this is how this this uh, kettle yoga came into being. I wrote oh, a, little okay. e-book, a small little ebook, um, just on, on mobility for kettlebells. I did. I didn't.
0: I didn't know about that. Is this your book? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. So um, so I wrote I wrote that. And
1: just as a, you know, someone who's genuinely has a massive passion for the sport and who mm. wanted to, to help people out, I said, I'll, I'll release this and see what people think. Like it, don't like it, whatever. It, it just took off. I mean, it, it got massive. Um, people were doing it and, and people were getting good results from it. And then they were putting up like nice reviews about it. And then suddenly it was like, can you come over and teach it? So oh. I done my first workshop over in, over in Portishead, over in, uh, over in Bristol about two, two and a half years ago. And I'll never forget how nervous I was going over. I was like, I, you know, I was kind of looking around at me, like, you know, I, I, I'm a guy who works in a shop. You know what I mean? Um, I started doubting myself, I was like, no, go over, look, you, you have something to give people. I, 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 I genuinely believe that this will help people when their are lifting. Yeah. And i done the workshop and I was really well received. And then it just went from there. I mean, I've, I think I've done about 15 so far over the last last two years. And gone kind of as far as is well as Australia with I've gone all over Europe. And there's offers coming in now from all over the place, all over America and everything to to, to come and deal with. But then obviously COVID COVID struck, so that's knocked them in the head for a while. But it's something I hope it'll, it'll come back, you know, because I believe that it will genuinely help us, you know, because it's something that's not been taught as much as it should be.
0: Yeah. Well, I, like I <sighs> From a professional standpoint, I've been into the mobility side of things for a long time, and uh, i this is why I don't research my client like the people that I talk to too much because I just found out something about you and I didn't know anything about that. Um, you know, so it's not like I'm stalking you and trying to find out <laughs> yeah. everything about you, but like I've never heard of it, I've never heard of kept kettle yoga so if anybody doesn't know about kettle yoga um david's wrote a book on it we'll get a link together david so we'll put it in the um you know the titles and things so that you can sell a few more copies because if it's going to help somebody oh god we're all all about that but um movement wise i mean i've studied movement for the last 10 years you wouldn't believe the amount of courses and that i've done and but i've never wrote a book about it and i've never yeah (laughs) So I just use it. I just use it every day for people with injuries and that I'm rehabbing. Um, but yeah, kettle yoga sounds. What is that? A day course or a two-day course a weekend?
1: What it is, it was just an, an ebook of of poses and, and and methods of of mobility. I suppose that kind of. I was yeah. using like yoga moves that kind of aids the positions you're putting in kettlebell sport, you know. Yeah, yeah. So upper body, and lower body, like rack position, overhead position, stuff that, like I said, wasn't being taught, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is like I said, this is purely just this is just purely me. I done this on myself and it worked. Um, this there was like there's no massive amount of of research behind it, except yeah. for me and a couple of guys who I tried it on. And uh, it seemed to work, and it has worked, and it, it's helped people. And I'm glad I done it you now. I mean, I know I could do a hell of a lot more with it, and I, I'll be bringing out a second book, yeah, um, soon enough, because yeah. like, it, it is pretty basic, you know. But I mean, what I found was that a lot of people aren't even doing the pretty basic thing; they're not doing anything. So if you can just just do something, something is better than nothing, you know. If
0: you like, if you like researching anything to do with stretching, right, and mm-hmm. um, I've got a really good book here. Um, I'm not associated to anybody or anything. This book was written, uh, I believe in the seventies when I first or eighties, when I first got hold of this and it's called stretching scientifically. And and it's Mm -hmm. by a guy called Thomas Kurz or Kurtz Thomas Kurz. Um, if you was interested in looking at some science about that, that actually is as relevant today as it was all the years ago. He, he, he wrote it and I've actually incorporated that into um, stretching systems that I've written for companies in the UK, actually um, awesome. very, very good and might spark something off in your mind as well. Of if course. you're going to put it together with kettlebell stretching yoga too, or whatever it is. But a, that is a great stretching scientifically. It's a great book. So anybody else listening as well, a, that's a that's a good accompaniment. Again, I, I don't you know I don't get anything through saying that. It really is a helpful book for people. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, so you've done you've really been on a journey, David, haven't you?
1: Oh man, you yeah. I mean, when I look back at the last ten years, it's like it's just been incredible. I mean, it's been amazing. You know. Coming from nothing, and I mean nothing. You know, yeah. absolutely nothing. I had no interest in sport up until 30, 32. Yeah, you see. You know, to go from that, to represent your country at an international level, and then being brought around the world to teach people, like, not just the, the mobility end of it, but teach them the techniques and teach them yeah. and tell them your story and, and talk to them about kettlebells. You know, it's it's been incredible. And sometimes I have to pinch myself to, this has actually happened. You know, Did because you... Some, a lot of people get to the age of 32 and say, look, that's it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your sports career is over.
0: You know? Yeah, you know,
1: you think of professional footballers,
0: right?
1: Like that, that's it. Yeah, you know, 32, you over the hill. So it's just nice to say I started at 32, <laughs> and I'm
0: about to get in 10 years. Yeah, um, that's t- that's 20 years ago for me. Wow, um, it's amazing. Do you, um, have you ever done any of the like the big kettlebell certifications or anything? Have you ever done any of their stuff? Um. Like, what do you mean by the big certifications? They're well, like, sort of, well, like RKC, you've got yeah, guys. RKC. You've got Strong First. Strong First. You've got um, Steve Cotter's IK Double F or something like that. I think there's a few of them, isn't there?
1: No, what I've done is um,
0: strength with matters. the
1: sport No, I've done no, none of those. No, none no, of those at all. No. Um, I'm thinking of doing this year because I'm after getting a stronger. I'd like to do the uh, just the beast time work, which is the 4 kg.
0: Oh man, I've squat. got that book.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking just just out the back. I mean, I've got it to 42, 42 kg, just because that's all I have. <laughs> I haven't got a 48. Right. So, so,
0: so anyone that don't know David, the I probably, I might get this wrong. So, the Beast Tamer is a 48 kilo kettlebell. It's, yeah. um, I think it's three or four lifts. There's a, a one legged, there's three lifts, yeah. 48 kilos, a one legged squat. Yeah. Is it the overhead press, Big press, and what's the third one? Pull up. Oh, pull up. Pull up.
1: Pull up. Yeah,
0: yeah. And what you're gonna, what you're gonna put your foot through the end of? The- <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one I'm gonna have the most problem with because I haven't got a pull up bar,
1: but I have done. I have done a lot of rings. Actually, no. talk about certifications, I did do the G- the gold medal bodies uh, rings one and two over the last.
0: Oh, GMB, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. i done the, the rings. The rings are great crack.
0: Um, yeah, rings are great. That was,
1: oh, my wings are awesome. I absolutely love them. Yeah. that's like my it. main thing I miss in the gym because I, I, I got obsessed with those over a couple of years as well and like muscle ups and, and, and back levers and front levers and all that cool trick stuff but also just the basic pull and, you know, pull-ups. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's unbelievable for body strength. body chords it's, it's absolutely
0: fantastic. Well, when you... could you use, really win body Yeah, but... When you use rings, it's just that stability, isn't it? The, you, oh. your, your whole body has to pull tighter. Oh, to... It's,
1: Neil, it's unreal. And like, I, I was teaching, just, just as part of the course, I said, look, we're, I'll just do a little, little bit on rings. I'm just showing people, like, like even, even push-ups on rings. The difference. I mean, yeah. you, you get to a guy, maybe, who, like, I was talking to a guy who was a, a British Royal Marine. It's like, yeah. he can knock out, like, 50 fucking push-ups. Absolutely no problem. No problem, you know? But stick him on a pair of old stable rings, tend to do five, and he's gonna be under serious pressure. Yeah, man. Just because of that that instability that he's fighting it and you know, but so you just get so strong from 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 doing that. Yeah. So I mean that and, and dips and all that, I mean, that it's an, it's an incredible apparatus, absolutely love.
0: So you're just frozen a little bit. Yeah, I mean I've got two sets of rings, so um the the I'm too heavy at the moment to be able to do what I want to do with them. And I've got to build my strength up a lot, um, which I'm having a lot of trouble with, David. So I might have to send you a few questions because I'm not quite getting to where I want to get. But uh, in fairness, you know, for for people that are building their strength up, the reason I can't get to where I think I want to get is because of old injuries. I I did a lot of contact sports and got beaten up pretty bad and in accidents and things. Um, Where would you... Is there a limit to what you can lift and where you're going to go with this? Or do you think you can pretty much break through anything as long as you get your technique right, get that mobility right, build your strength up slowly?
1: That's exactly it. And it's to be able to stack the weight correctly over your joints. You know what I mean? Okay. Be able to stack the weight carefully over your joints correctly and have the strength. I mean, like like I said, I'm doing like 42 kilo kettlebell complexes now, like swing, snatch, jerk, push press, straight press left, right, do for like four or five sets. And people are looking at you going, how are you doing that with 42? You may look like a 16, but I said, I built that up from working with a 16 over the last 10 years, that I know exactly how the body reacts to each and every lift, you know, because I've I've become a a real in-depth study of these basic lifts. And it's only when you got that basic building block, that that real wide base, then you can start to bring it up to the top, you know, up to your, your heavier weights. But you gotta have that base first. Thanks. But, that, but that, literally,
0: that, that, that literally takes you years, doesn't it, to, to get that base? It's not like a 12-week course and then you've got the strength, no, is it? No. No. no.
1: no, and that's what like, I don't I, – I never tell that to people when I'm doing these courses and stuff. You know, it's like you don't just get to be able to do that, you know what I mean, unless you're a genetic freak, you know. But mm. you just got to build slowly, like with anything, like with mobility. People saying, look, can I, can I get really mobile in six to ten weeks? No, you can't. You know, you know it's it's going to take that many years, maybe. You know what I mean? But all the little bits add up, and it's just to have patience with yourself that you can do it. Yeah. But it's it's always eventually you'll get there. But just stop trying to force it because when you force it, that's when you get injured. Well, I, I, I,
0: yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of work to do. I started in no october november with my coach terence he's an rkc guy just lives up the road from me funny enough great guy um he's uh terence
1: actually from 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 instagram
0: yeah yeah big fan yeah yeah well he's he's my rkc inspiration he's he's been my coach and he's got me through the first kind of three months of like oh man i haven't trained so hard for freaking years i tell you and um (laughs) I keep saying this every, every chat I have with someone, I keep thinking back to me being in that room with Terence and him, uh, pushing me like the one thing that I found with the kettlebells, uh, what I was going to say is I, I've allowed myself, I think July, the certification is, so I've started in October. So that's had quite a long time for me to get there. I, for me, it's like doing a marathon. It's just like my marathon. That's what it will be. Exactly. But, um, the, the thing with the kettlebells, that i've found and i am coming into it a little bit older but if you're younger your lungs are going to be better but the lung mm-hmm. and heart rate of that strength endurance you know yeah. like doing 20 kettlebell swings on the minute every minute you know for five or ten minutes or snatches mm-hmm. it's through the roof isn't it the lung, lung.
1: It's incredible, and it's it's not something that people don't understand when, when when we talk about kettlebell sport. Um, kettlebell sport, people think of it just as a, as a weightlifting sport. It's not. It's a ah. strength, endurance, cardio sport, and cardio. I mean serious cardio. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean serious cardio. I mean, like the only thing I can think compares to will be like sprinting, or like Olympic rowing. You know, it's it's that it's that much of an endurance sport. It's incredible. I mean, and you're going to get so fit. I mean. At, when I was training non stop kettlebell sport, I mean, I went out with no training, I ran a half marathon, no problem in 134, you know, yeah. and, and absolutely no problem whatsoever with, I'd say, about four running sessions training because right. your heart and lungs are so fucking resilient after training, especially yeah. long cycle. I mean, long cycle is the devil. So, what's what, the devil.
0: what's long cycle? Describe long cycle. Clean a jerk. Clean yeah. a jerk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Long cycle is probably the best cardio I think you can, you can do. You know, it's one of the best you can do. And not only are you getting strong, but you're getting fit as well. You
0: know, well There's there certainly a lot of strength coaches that say if there was one exercise and you could do nothing else, just one lift, then a, it's got to be a clean and jerk, surely. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: 100%. F- yeah. I couldn't agree with
1: that anymore.
0: And, and combine. Is it you combine that with some yoga um yeah. stretching you know whatever type of stretching you like i mean mm-hmm. can get your body loose enough to be able to take do you do you think that the um you know there's a big thing about recovery rate as well like you can mm-hmm. train every day if your body is more mobile um what about nutrition do you where do you stand on your your because your, you said to me you were you drunk you smoked you probably weren't eating the best food in the world back no, in the that day was, yeah that
1: was all the way to my
0: 20s yeah um what about now nutrition
1: now could uh, i can't, I will get up in the morning and just have a standard breakfast like at a bowl of muesli and fruit. Yeah. I'll eat, like I eat a lot. I eat all the time. You need you know, the calories. I'll,
0: I'll
1: have a big elevensies, I'll have a big lunch, usually like a dinner I over from yesterday. I'll train and have another dinner. I'll have snacks. I mean, I, I eat a lot. I I'd probably eat about two and a half, 3,000 calories easy each day, you know, but yeah. then I train a lot. So I, I suppose I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, nothing specific. I mean, I don't deny myself anything. I like I'll have a few beers the weekend, nothing major, two or three yeah, beers, and I need I eat some chocolate,
0: I have a bit of cake if it's going, you know. Whatever the way? Nothing I, specific, it's just. I always like when party. Arnold Schwarzenegger once said to someone, uh, I think a reporter said to him, "What do you drink now? You know, uh, is it milk all the time?" And he said, "No, no, no. When you are a grown up, you have got to drink beer." <laughs> <Yeah>. It's just. <laughs> So I still have a beer as well, and I'm not going to stop. I mean, at the weekend. Oh, no, man,
1: you, you, you got to enjoy it I mean, Who am I impressing now? I'm Forty-two. You know, yeah. I don't want anybody to impress. You know, I'm married. I'm married 15, 16 years now. So yeah, but I mean, it's not as if I'm overweight. You know, I'm—I'm I'm doing some pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, man. General, but it's not slowing me down anyway, Andy. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Why not?
0: Is there? A, would you go back to sport again? Is that like? Is there a masters level? Because I know There's when I, masters when I do the RKC thing, sorry to keep going on about it, but I I don't technically have to lift quite as much as somebody who's under the age of fifty, but I still want yeah. to do it the same as them anyway. I'm not gonna be
1: the exact same as
0: it. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same as everybody else, because I'm a masters. I'm still gonna lift the same weight. That's it. Exactly. I told, told Terence that. But yeah, is there a masters in the sport? Is that a
1: there is the, the, for 40s and over you get into the masters uh, section, okay. which I be into, which I be into now. Like I can still compete in the open. Um, if I wanted to but I could also compete in, in the Masters division um, like I said I want to give it one more go and just because it's in Ireland I said it would be almost rude not oh. to go up and get on the mates again when's that? And, uh, it was meant to be last year gone but yeah. because of COVID got cancelled but they were hoping again for the end of this year in November so if it's if it's on I'll be there 100% awesome
0: I'll give it that
1: last go. You know, the last teacher I really want to scratch with the sport is to win a professional world gold that's the last you on a scratch like I'd I happily retire without it and I had but it was like wouldn't it be nice to say that you were the best in the world at the very best in the world
0: you know yeah, yeah. So, is there a, I, I is there a, a big I mean I know I've, I've actually been on courses with strength guys from Ireland and Northern Ireland uh, for years so there's awesome trainers over there um, mm. is there is there a lot of kettlebell stuff like could you could you make a living out of it over there do you think I think so. I mean, it, amazingly, like
1: Ireland is huge for kettlebell sport. I is mean, it? there's a lot of clubs. I mean, there really is. It's a it's a small country, yeah. you know. But I mean, there could be like fifteen, twenty clubs more, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe fifty, sixty people in each club. So I mean, there's a lot of interest in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it, why it became so popular here, it, yeah. but it, it really did. I mean, even when we go abroad to competitions, we got generally we got one of the biggest teams. You know. Yeah. Um, it's just something that's kind of took off. No, I, I I would say maybe seventy percent, maybe more would be would be female, and um, there won't be many men doing it.
0: Right.
1: I think it's because to get to even the amateur level, that, getting at sport, like you're lifting two twenty fours, and it's it's a pretty decent weight, you know.
0: Yeah. And you got yes. to put a lot
1: of time and effort even to get to the amateur level. Yeah. You
0: know what yes. I mean?
1: To get to that ten minute set, and you need to be a certain kind of a mad individual to want to do that anyway, you know. But then to go professional again, I mean, that takes another another massive level of dedication to get to that. You know, so there's not many guys do it outside of Russia, where it's, it's got a huge base. Yeah, and it's of course. One of the in so.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but
1: you, yeah, uh, it's, big, it's big here. It is. I think I think I could make a go of it. You know, there's a lot of interest in, in going around and teaching the guys just because of I'm in this war 10 years, a lot of guys know you now. Again through like like we met through Instagram or through, through uh, Facebook yeah, yeah. And stuff. we have seeing what you're doing like well, let's get this guy down and see what he says Did you know he might have something we can take.
0: Did you have a, a coach who was constantly refining your technique or did you
1: not
0: you perfected the your one own thing technique I've
1: been good at I think the one thing I've been good at is constant self evaluation um, and always knowing what my weaknesses were. Mm. so and constantly hammering those weaknesses i knew the reason i lost in 2014 was my cleans were poor my jerk was good but my cleans were bad they weren't great i was losing time maybe a second to each clean but when you're doing it 60 times or 70 times in 10 minutes the lot, 60 man. to 70 seconds are given away
0: what would you mean what would you mean your cleans not good give me a give me a
1: so like when i was cleaning the beds what i was yeah. doing instead of landing straight down a rack position I was cleaning them to my chest, bringing them in, and slightly re-racking each time. So that was maybe one second per per lift. Right. But like I said, you 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 bring that out over 70 lifts. That's 70 seconds. I said that's that's like a 10 year set. You've wasted. Yeah. Just yeah. by re-racking. So if, and that could be maybe six or seven reps given away.
0: Right.
1: So it was like if I can tighten that up, I get those extra reps in, which would be the difference between me a winning or losing or or getting a, a rank. You know. Yeah. So um, I cleaned it up. I cleaned up my cleans. For a right. year, I okay. did nothing but cleans, pretty much, you know, and the cleans would really work your, oh, I mean, your, your cardio as well, murder on the lungs, you know, but I worked cleans nonstop and I, I knew what I needed to do, fix that and win the world's next year.
0: Right.
1: And okay. then I knew, okay, to get to the 32s, my mobility was bad. What do I have to do? Work on my mobility. Cool. How do I do that? There's no reference. What I do? i make it up myself and see how I get on with it. And
0: worked. It worked.
1: <laughs> it worked. And I was like, okay, this is something I can pass on to you.
0: Yeah. Did you ever pick up any injuries along the way? I mean, did you ever – like, was you ever out for six weeks with a shoulder problem or have you ever really – Nothing serious. Nothing serious.
1: I had a couple of niggles. I think everybody does. Um, Yeah. I had a few niggles. Um, I think I popped one of my ribs out. Yeah. A few little niggly shoulder injuries. But I think the main thing that I had going for me was – yeah. I was just a raw piece of clay at the start because I'd done no sports. I had no injuries, you know? I had nothing to, yeah. to fight against. Yeah, I into the sport. Just this raw lump of dough yeah. that I could mould myself to fit the sport, you know?
0: Yeah, I've heard this quite a lot, actually. It's like, um, you know, I've been playing sports since I was 10 and by the time I was mm-hmm. the age that you were getting into it, I'd already been bashed up severely, you know? Yeah. I take a lot of guys sometimes through rehab that have been in the army and stuff and played loads of rugby and, like, yeah guys this stuff absolutely mashes up your body i'm telling you now um you know our our ego does want us to be you know impulsive strong powerful run into people fight people but i tell you you know your mum says you'll pay for that when you're older you do pay for it when you're older you really do. do pay for it you do um so, yeah, so I guess, I mean, like I've heard the same thing about, um, you know, older marathon runners, you know, guys are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and and they suddenly come out with doing marathon running. They've never done anything in their lives. And that doesn't mean to say that, you know, for anybody out there who wants to get into anything like this, if you've never done anything before, doesn't matter, does it, David? You, you're the living no. example.
1: That's it. I mean, I put myself out there as that example. You know What I yeah. mean? And I always say to people, you're never it's never too late, yeah. you're never too old, or you're never too unfit. Because yeah. believe me, I was too you You put me in a lineup with a hundred people, I've been to the bottom five. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so then you can say to people, look, you can you can be that bad, but you can you can improve. You yeah, know, you yeah. can do it. Just just fucking do it. That's it.
0: That's awesome, man. So where was I gonna take this now? Um we've covered your your kettlebell. What what I wanted to um Ask you was a lot of sports, a lot of fitness sports, a lot of young guys and the girls they want to build muscle. Okay, Mm. um, I see kettlebell sports as uh, something that builds muscle, but I think that it more importantly than that, it trains your joints, tendons, ligaments, and your nervous system to get really strong. Have you? Have you ever done any kind of supplementary work to help your kettlebell work? For instance, um, isometrics or, you know, have you ever concentrated? Definitely. I mean, Neil, I I train everything. I said I
1: trained rings for a long time and that really helped my upper body. Um, Like I said, tendons and ligaments. I mean, you ain't going to get better in the rings for that, you know? Um, Rings, I do a hell of a lot of squats and anybody who's at a high level of kettlebell sports it's all in your legs. You know, jerk is all in the quads. And right. clean is pretty much all coming from the posterior chain. So lots of deadlifts, lots of squats, lots of strength work,
0: yeah. lots of running.
1: I mean, when I was training kettlebell sports, I was running 40K a week on top of all my kettlebell work and on top of my strength work. Wow! You know, so lots and lots of supplementary stuff to do. You can't just train kettlebells to get good at kettlebells. If you okay. want to like, train to be the best at it, you've got to figure out what your weakness is, whether it's your cardio, whether it's your strength or whether it's your mobility and, and work that hard, you know, because yeah. there's a hell of a lot of things that go into making a good athlete, especially kind yeah. of sport athlete.
0: Yeah. But even if you're doing it just as uh, a hobby, I mean, like I am, I mean, I, you know, talking to you today, I mean, just brings up my uh, mobility issues that I've got, but um, yeah, <laughs> I know what I've got to work at talking to you. I mean, that is true though, isn't it? Everybody sits doing their comfortable thing that they like doing and they work away at those like like you I like cleaning jerks and snatches mm. and swings and the things I don't like I tell you what I don't like because I can't bloody do it very well not, and not people people that come into kettlebells they can't do Turkish get-ups. Mm. They are horrible until you can do them I guess. What do you think of a yeah. Turkish get-up?
1: What do I waiting? I, yeah. I've never really trained it. Um, I've, I've seen people do it. and I can see the benefits of it. Yeah, it's just not something that I've, I've ever really concentrated on a, in a training. Well, it. Um, it, it I can definitely see the benefits of doing it. So, well, um, it, it, some, it, people, some people who do kettlebell sport hate, hate yeah. fucking Turkish games.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> like, but they show you up. They show you, like, my knee doesn't bend too well, so I can't get into the right position, which puts my strength out, and then the kettlebell isn't centrated in the right positions. And, you know, I can, I can see a lot of people that have – but once you get it, and I haven't got it quite yet, but once you get it, it's, it's really good. Um, it's I'm sweet
1: as a note, exactly. And it shows up. same same thing with overhead squats and and all those kind oh. of strength mobility moves. I mean, they, oh. they, they really they, – they show up, like, and they're red flag. Where your problems are straight away, you know. So that was something I couldn't do as well. So I worked hard on overhead squats over the last couple of years, and now I can. Yeah. I can I'll
0: double overhead you.
1: squat for and stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome."
0: I was watching you do a complex or something the other day, and I see you doing overhead squat. Did you do it with that big rock? No, um, I don't know what a forty-two. Before be, it must have been the heavy heavy forty-two. Yeah. Yeah, but see what I see in your movement is you literally drop. So your yeah. hips open up and you can literally go back. So like when I squat, my butt has to go right back and down because I haven't got the mobility there. But when you see someone who moves really well, like you do, David, it's like these Olympic lifters. They go straight down That's in their exactly squat. It. Yeah. But straight I can't
1: back, straight yeah. down, hips nice and open, and they're just boom, you're straight up overhead and you can push yeah. your legs and them straight up. But you see people who can't and they're just forward because again, just of the, the hip mobility, and it's all in the hips. This is is what I'm telling it? to all my guys. I mean, hips, hips, hips. Train your hips. You know, what I mean, they're the engine of your body. Train your internal, and external rotation. Train your flexion. Train your extension. Train everything. You know, put some weight on
0: there.
1: Yeah. Try it. Work it hard because I mean, it's all in the hips, isn't it? Yeah. For mobility stuff, anyway. Like you know, and and kettlebell sport, oh, my fucking hell, kettlebell sport is all hips. It's all yeah. posterior and anterior tilts. You know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And people are just so stuck. They just can't move their hips. They're so bad. I suppose it's from 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 just bad habits. Posture and habit: sitting down all day, sitting in your car, sitting down a walk, sitting down watching the telly, leaning forward on your phone, you know. But you just once you work those hips, man, and that's because I mean I was, again, I I was really immobile. I was like a run a joke in the family, like Davy, Davy the fucking plank. Maybe they just didn't like me, but really, I was as flexible as a flexor, was a two before. I couldn't touch my knees, but like now I can do all this mad stuff, you know, and do really really cool, um, mobility stuff with yoga yeah. and with like you said overhead squats and and and. You know all kinds of shin box walk and stuff like that, and but it was just from freeing up my hips. I mean, Jesus, it's 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 amazing what you can do now. You know the quality of life you have just yeah. from working on that alone is, is is incredible. You know. Well,
0: well, I once said. I mean, I used to say this to my clients when when somebody is trying to do exercise and uh, particularly something like kettlebells or any, any exercise really, if you put three people in a room. And one of them's got really tight hips, one of them's got a bit tight hips, and one of them's got no tight hips, okay? Just use them as an example, tight hips. And if someone says tight hips, what do you mean? Just say hamstrings and glutes and the quads, they're all tight. So when somebody goes and uh, goes, say all these three people go to the gym, the person that's super tight, He's got to actually work five times as hard to do the same thing as the guy on the other side, isn't he? he you, their own passion, strength, determination gets them through a training session, but but they're absolutely exhausted by it. And And the guy on the other side's like, well you know, yeah, you kept up with me. We did it all the same, but you, you are now not going to recover as well as me and I'll be fighting fit in a couple of days. So it, it's all coming full circle what we're talking about, isn't it? It's,
1: it's... Oh, man, a- amen. I mean, amen. I mean, that's, that's how I won those worlds. I mean, I was up against a guy, the guy who came second place to me, a guy called Didier Buick. Um, he, again, another Irish guy, yeah. but he was fitter than me and he was stronger than me,
0: right? right?
1: Definitely. The guy's an incredible athlete. Yeah, we're both in the same weight division, but what I had on him was I had better mobility. So through that better mobility, I could relax more for each lift. And he was ahead of me the whole 10 minutes of, until the last 30 seconds because he started to fail, because yeah. he he couldn't get any anything else out of his muscles. They were they were they were gone. Whereas I was starting to sprint at the end because I could give whatever I had left and I, I better my two ribs. And I can honestly say your mobility will make you a better lifter in anything awesome. with you, whether whether it's it's is powerlifting, whether it's Olympic lifting or whether it's kettlebell lifting. I mean, if, if you have better mobility, you can get into positions quicker. Yeah. You can get out of positions faster. You can you can use your muscles better. Isn't that it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, it, it's a no-brainer that the best athletes in the world all have that kind of mobility where okay. everybody else is in gyms up and down the land doing their bench press and their dumbbell <laughs> curls and they're all tight and stuck and, you know... Yeah. Um,
1: Muscle bound would be what I'd say,
0: yeah. Bound well, by their muscles. Yeah, but the other that's the other thing I like about the kettlebell training is it works your entire body. Oh yeah. And my Maybe. other t- my yeah, big I tell and you. Yeah, and your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah hand eye coordination, the brain, the the left, right. It's uh yep. you know, a lot of guys, particularly guys, I'm not saying the girls don't, they do as well, but you go and hit this bodybuilding style thing, and, and what happens is uh, I'm not knocking bodybuilding. I like bodybuilders and stuff. They, they, it is a sport and uh, mm-hmm. they do some great stuff. But um, unfortunately, what happens is you go out and start training. Immediately that you start working, say, your chest too much, because most guys do, don't we? Um, yeah. you, you create an imbalance in your body. You get a pumped up chest. It stays with you for a long time. Your shoulders get too pumped up. You, know, you do it for a few years and then your body has changed yeah. and you're going to find it very, very hard to get it back to what it was. To get it back, yeah. exactly. Uh, and you're it's imbalanced. It's, you're imbalanced front to back. Exactly. side.
1: totally imbalanced. Yeah. And like your overhead then has, has gone to shit because your, your chest muscles are too tight, your, your pec minor is too tight, everything is too tight. Yeah. So, I mean, your overhead has gone to shit. So then you're wondering why you're finding it hard and getting a sport. That's the reason, you know, yeah. you're not training yeah. the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um. So that, that's where I train, because like, like you said, guys just want to get strong. I mean, nothing wrong with getting strong. But, like I said, it's bench press, it's, it's curls, it's, it's this kind of stuff, disco muscles, as opposed to functional fucking muscles. You know what I mean? Disco get muscles. Get out there yes. and get functional strong. You know, get your hips strong, get your core strong, get your legs strong, yeah, you know, get yeah, yeah. your back strong. You know, yeah. I love all these old-time strong men. I mean, like, like Sando and Akin Schmidt and oh. guys. I mean, these yeah. are the guys I draw massive inspiration from, from their body shape to the way they lift and what they lift, like bend yeah, yeah. presses, getting strong yeah. in the 3D, getting strong all over, as yeah. opposed to just getting strong, you know, in... Front back, you know, you get strong all the way around. And this is what I love, you know. And this is what I take a lot of inspiration from doing my training now over the last, the last COVID 10,
0: 12 months. Have you seen what I do with these? Hold on a second. Don't move. Good man. (laughs) Good man. Yours is bigger than mine. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that one, is Yeah, but um, I've got, I got a lot more, believe me.
1: <laughs> oh man, I train meals, I train clubs, and I train Mace a lot. I love
0: Mace. Thank you. Thank you. That's I awesome. I absolutely
1: love Mace, and I've been training Mace for the last. We had Rick Brown come over to us, Mr. Mace Man came over to us.
0: Yeah, I, I know Rick quite well. Big shout out to Rick Brown. He's going he to come on the show.
1: Yeah. Um, we had Rick over with us in about 2015, I think, actually. And I've been training mace ever since, and I absolutely loved it. And the things that stuff that mace can do for your shoulders, man, it's sure. it's, it's
0: insane. Absolutely it's magic. Magic. Especially when you get like, uh, I don't know if you, I mean, you can probably lift it a hot. I, I've been doing mace work for a long time now, actually. Um, mm. I've never actually met Rick yet, although I was going to host him in London once. It never happened, but um, one thing or another. But uh, when you go up to the 15, 20 kilo style mace, and you start swinging that and feeling that on your core, Man. you know, like, like, do you see these people that are doing um, uh, all the movements with the mace? So they're using a very, very light kind of wooden, I know, I know. Um, I'm like, sorry. I mean, I,
1: look, it's doing yeah, something is better than nothing, but I, I, I don't enjoy that.
0: You know, I, I don't, I think it's, yeah.
1: it takes the basic idea of the mace away from itself. You look, I mean, it's, 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 it's nice to look at. It's, it's balletic. It's, it's movement based, and that's always a good thing. And look, like, yeah. more power to even have like, it, it's yeah. not for me. I prefer just the, using it the heavy mace and getting that grounded feeling from, it. yeah, like you said, taking it from the hips, using your core and your hips, yes. And like, I have a, I have a 40, 44 pound mace at the back, which I train with a lot, yeah.
0: And
1: that thing, the big cube, I call it, that thing yeah. is, is awesome, you know. Yeah, it, I've it, got what,
0: yeah, great. I've got a big red one called Bullseye, and it's 20 kilos. and... Like, I shit you not, if I, I have to build up to using that, put it that way. I can't, like, go out there now. I haven't done any mace swinging for oh, a month or so. So I have to start building back up again. But, um, but the meals no, man, I'm,
1: I'm all about the meals, all about it, and the clubs. Um, I do a lot of, I made myself a little uh, cheese cheese, you're so like little small, small weights on sticks. And um, yep. I got my friend of mine to make me those meals I showed you. Yeah, and I make my own kind maces. I got about five or six maces. I have a couple of steam ones I made myself welded up. That's so um, I,
0: I made them out of concrete when I first started. Actually, I concrete, remember yeah. when it's I was there. A, f- a stick. Yeah, yeah, concrete. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all they use in India. We watched them that's do all it. That's they use. Yeah. Do you ever see those guys, man, lifting them? They're different some ways. I mean, weight. I mean do you know these guys lifting different 40 kg
1: maces over there. I mean, wow. These small little guys. But just, it's incredible. Imagine who knows, catching a hold of you. Mother of God.
0: I tell you, they, they, the Kushti the wrestlers and that are. Uh, yeah, they are crazy. I actually got a load of videos about their style of training and watched them. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just, man, I really did get into that for quite a while, all the Indian style training. It's very, very good. Um, but I had uh um I did the Persian yoga course with my coach, a guy called Kashi Azad. I don't know if you know Kashi. I know
1: Kashi, yeah, yeah, I've seen him online a lot, yeah.
0: Good. Uh, well, I I did uh, a course with him, and he certified me in Persian yoga. I think I'm still. The only, I'm the I still still think I'm the only person certified in the UK. I could be wrong, but um Amazing. Well, in England anyway. But he, um, so he's not a a particularly big guy, is he? Right? He's he's no. quite he's quite wiry. Um, I'd say he's about five eight something like that. You know, he's. Um, but he could swing a twenty kilo meal. I can't, I can't do it right? I, I would have to literally train, I think it's like you said about the Russians and that where they're brought up literally be, and they build that strength inside them I can swing a 10 kilo meal yeah, not very well and 10 kilo yeah. don't sound like a lot does it, but they're heavy uh, I mean, I talk about getting humbled I hear that because I got a friend of mine to make me these meals Yeah, and they're, they're a
1: pair of 13 kg meals yeah. And at the time, I like, said so I was swinging 32 kg bells. I was like, 13 kg meals. No. What wow, the fuck? It. Yeah, can you make them any bigger? And I said no. It's the biggest I can make. Right, it's a like grand. I took them. I still can't swing the two.
0: No, you I won't. Swing, no. One of
1: them, you know. And no. I get, then I bought myself smaller ones, and now I'm training yeah. with them. But I mean, I would talk about getting humbled, or like you know, 13 kg is going to kick your fucking
0: ass massively. You know
1: what I mean, It's all about how you use it, isn't that it? So I mean, it. I was delighted. That, that started my journey. And I, I, that's another little thing I want to do in the next couple of years to be able to get those two swinging at some stage, you know? But yeah. it'll take a while. Yeah. really win. It's like the kettlebells. You just got to build, you know?
0: Well, I think I built up to swinging the 10 kgs, so holding two of them and, uh, like the way that the actual Persian guys do it the, the Iranian guys do it as well the grip the way they put the little finger on the bottom of the grip and turn the mill slightly it puts so much tension into you but when I learned from Kashi if you place the weight it's going right back to what you were saying about positioning the weight stacked over the way you're holding it it actually slots in quite simple when you get it you see you work you'll work this out when you get it it's like oh uh I didn't realise that actually feels easy now. Yes, and that's what it should
1: do. And that's what I, what I, what I like to see like proper practitioners of any sport, even when the weights get heavier like that, yeah, or they, yeah. they bring the time out, that it looks beautiful. It looks like a ballet. It looks like a beautiful dance between you and this implement. You know, yeah. everything is in time. Everything is te- technically Perfect, and it's just great to see. It's great to look at,
0: you know. Well, well, all that with the clubs and everything, they used to, they do it all to music and drum beats, and so they, they they're time it, yeah. yeah, yeah, in the Zircona, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, uh, and I think even with the uh, the maces and stuff in India and that, they're always doing kind of they bring a lot of music into their training, don't they? Richard, that's fantastic. So
1: you've got spirituality, you've got music, yeah. you've got rhythm, and you've got training all together in one. You know, it's beautiful. I'd, I'd actually love to go to one of these places and see it. And 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 train it, you know. That'd that'd be a journey.
0: That'd be a journey, you know, like in the um, in in India where they train in the uh, like the the pits, yeah. And and you literally have to, like, you have. It's like mud, isn't it? Dirt, and they have to they have to smooth it all over by walking this big thing, dragging it around. It's like a plow, and and it smooths it all out. You have to do that before you start training. That's
1: it. Before you start training, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see, you tell you said to go, go over here. You'd have a fucking heart attack.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you see, like they they don't that. have to. Like you see them standing in their kind of like uh, in their pit, and they've got all these big lumps of concrete and wood, and they're throwing it around. What's that pole they've got that they jump up and, and spin around? I've oh, seen, f-
1: seen that, man. That's incredible.
0: Man, they just you get know, up barefooted on this big wooden dummy type pole and just i can't remember the name of it now and and just it's like
1: acrobatics yeah pole dance
0: and yeah,
1: yeah. calisthenics kind of work on, on. it's incredible
0: you yeah. know
1: But yeah. I mean, it's using the tools that you got and that's that's what kind of what covid has done for us over the last 12 months it's going kind to of put that start into place what have you got yeah. get creative with it and just just get out and do it you know
0: absolutely absolutely there's a lot of people coming out you know with some imaginative stuff you don't need a lot really it's like you said you haven't got hundreds of kettlebells have you
1: no man i've got about seven and a rock and right, a buddy so... and your imagination so and got... just
0: crack on man you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I've Got twice the stuff you've got, but I can only do a quarter of what you do, you know. So it's, it's <laughs> like it, it, yeah, it really isn't about what you got, it's about what you can do, and you just it's got to
1: attitude, And I think that's what Kettlebell Sport teaches you, it teaches you great. And that, that came not from me from a guy called Anton Anasenko, who's probably the one of the hardest bastards they ever meet in your life. Who's, that? who's that? Anton Anasenko, who's a, a multiple world champion from Russia in Kettlebell Sport, but he's also. Olympic level Sambo athlete before that. This guy's an it's, absolute animal.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: he said, what Kettlebell Sport teaches you is great. Yeah. Yep. It teaches you heart. Yeah. And it teaches a discipline. You know, and it does. It really, really tests you mentally. I've seen so many guys who are physically so strong and fit, but I mean, get beat down mentally by Kettlebell Sport because you just gotta, you gotta put your mind over mental, I suppose, is what you gotta do with it. You know, you gotta push through the pain barrier because it's like a the minute six or minute seven, and it absolutely sucks. But you just got to keep going, you know. And I think it, it teaches a great discipline that way. That like anything else in your life becomes easier after doing a ten-minute set on 32s. Yeah. And the thing I most, the thing I'm most proud of, I think in my life ever doing was the, the two-hour set with the two um, Two hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I set myself this target. It was an ultra marathon there two years ago, where people were doing single bell ultra marathon. And I said, what if someone done a double bed ultramarathon? I said, it can't be done. I said, great. That's great. Here we go. I'm going to train for this. So um, two hours non-stop lifting, and I two 16s. And I got 634 reps and no rest.
0: You didn't put them and down?
1: No. So that's gone down as a – that was officially judged um, as a world record. So that's the thing I'm probably the most –
0: most proud of doing
1: in my life was that, because no one has done it before and no one has done it since. And How that you, was in, in 2018.
0: Yeah, I guess it's like, um, I guess it's like marathon running or something. It's, it's mm. only that, I mean, did you do, like, before you done the two-hour session, had you actually, like, do you train yourself to do longer than two hours to be able to cope with the two hours when you train? No,
1: well, I treated it like a marathon, training for a marathon. So, like, i do done up to 90 minutes um, with the two sixteens in training. And I'd done up to uh, 90 minutes on the airdyne bike, on the assault bike, um, doing like 1500 calories in 19 minutes. And I, I pushed myself as much as, as I possibly could, um, I suppose mentally mm. for because like physically two isn't that difficult. Um, it, they're only 16s, but what it is, is it's, it's so tough mentally. When you get to half an hour, like you know, because a lot of people have done half hour sets for 216s and like, geez, I'm glad I can put them down. But I mean, try doing that four times in a row without stopping, you know, because when you get to these milestones, your body kind of saying, fuck, man, you need to stop now, you know, that's enough.
0: But just to be able
1: to,
0: I think most people couldn't do that with a pair of bean cans, (laughs) (laughs) they couldn't do it. 16 (laughs) kilos, yeah, after 10 minutes, that's going to be heavy. Two 16s, yeah,
1: for, for, for two hours. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that because
0: yeah, I be hope hard. someone
1: does it again. And I, I, I can't wait to until they do so I can go up and I can shake their hand because I know how tough it is. That was my, like, like my 500kg my Eddie Hall. Debit. That was my my thing. Um, yeah. No one else had done it before. I know they even thought of doing it before. So um, just to say that you have a world record and you've done something that nobody else in the whole world has done, yeah. only you. Because there's a lot of people in the world and uh, to say you've done something all else is honestly pretty
0: awesome, you know. You like all the strong man stuff? Do you do you watch it at Christmas? Oh,
1: I, I, I love all the strong man stuff, I love yeah. it. Um, I a huge respect for these guys,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, I used to love watching The Strongest Man, world Strongest Man growing up, you know, back yeah. in the 80s, yeah. Same
0: here, yeah. you know, uh, John Paul and,
1: and yeah, all the these
0: Viking.
1: guys, you know, The yeah. Viking. Ah, oh, he's just awesome, you know. I used to, and he was, he was. He was larger than life, and he? He, he was incredible. You know, I watched what oh. the he's going up was, was amazing. Maybe that that kind of took me in, into it later on, but I mean, yeah, huge yeah. respect for these guys. The work they put in, Jesus, their weights they're lifting are incredible. It's crazy,
0: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, they, it's, it's incredible. I mean, they keep, they or they try to keep quite mobile, but sometimes you get so big you can't be that mobile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, that, I'm sure, I get the size of them guys. I mean, Jesus.
1: They like watch some documentaries on them They may have to eat it to, to, to stay that big, you know.
0: Oh, they're eating like 10,000 calories a day nearly, and they And more, some of them.
1: He's eating all day long. I mean, I find yeah. it hard enough to eat three.
0: Did you did <laughs> did you did you see the program that um, Eddie all did a program recently where they were recreating old-time strongman lifts?
1: Oh, well, watched all of those. Me and yeah. the kids. Yeah, me and my sons. I got, I got them to watch that with me. And yeah, it was, that was pretty that good. Was pretty well, and, and it was amazing I'm watching like the old time strongmen how again they, they alluded to that in their in the program how, did. how mobile they were you know
0: how yes. strong
1: and how mobile they also
0: were you know yeah.
1: I yeah. suppose that the, like the guys nowadays are probably stronger but they definitely weren't as mobile as these guys and that's what the, like I said that's the kind of training that I want to do I want to be as fit and as strong but as mobile as possible as well you know
0: Well, I think there's, um, I certainly read a lot about the old-time strongmen. You know, I'm a bit of an aficionado. I I read it, aficionado. I read all the old-time strong Sandow and, um, you know, back to Apollon and people like that. It's, uh, you know, they they certainly were uh, drug-free, which is really, yeah, which is really important for people nowadays to understand that, you know, a lot of what people are seeing from these guys in uh, like the bodybuilding world, and even the, they're awake, off, yeah, yeah, they, they're all they're, they're you can never guarantee that they're not natural. So, um, if you want to build a natural body, pick up kettlebells and follow the old-time strongman training, and, and do some yoga. You you can't go wrong, really, can you? Oh,
1: I mean, iron I yoga. It's just go out and like I'm, I'm doing yoga, but with weights lately. I was like, man, this is just brilliant. Why isn't everybody doing this? You know what I mean? Yes. You're actually getting into better positions with the yoga because the weight is bringing you down into it,
0: and yeah. you're getting
1: stronger because you're pressing over the positions with the weight. It's like
0: this is just brilliant.
1: You know what the, the range of motion you're getting a bit with small amount of the training. The I follow guys like James Fuller online, uh, strongman archaeology. He's great.
0: Who's and that? He does all this. Stuff. Uh,
1: James Fuller is his name.
0: James Fuller. Not
1: friend of him up. Strongman archaeology he calls, him. Um, and he does all the old strongman lists with barbells. And again, he calls it Iron Yoga, but with barbells. And I get a lot of ideas from him yep he's just sort of strong and morbid
0: so like that's, that's that's the kind of stuff I love man really. that's awesome I those guys, you know? yeah I mean the, yeah um, again going where was I going to go with that going back into that old time strongman stuff yeah so uh, uh, too many people nowadays are um, do you think a lot of people are concentrating on what they look like in the mirror rather than what they can do oh
1: man disco muscles I got it yeah yeah Let's go muscles, man, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere, you know, it's, I want to have big arms and I want to have a big chest Yeah. and I've tiny little fucking chicken legs that are absolutely no use to me, you know? <laughs> Whereas, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's become, cause we're such a, we're driven by, by social media and everything's on Instagram and everything is beauty and everything is, you know, big muscles, six pack, you know, what does training mean to you? Uh, yeah. It means having a six pack. I think we can have a fucking six-pack. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? But if I you know, if, start if, start up, have a fucking six pack.
0: If I challenged you know, any young man or woman out there today, right, if I said to you, if you can push two 16-kilo kettlebells for two hours, you would have to have a body of granite and steel, and it would have to be supple. Forget about looking in the mirror. If you just trained for that, you would, ha- you would have to be... You could not do it in bad condition. It was—it's impossible, absolutely impossible. And you, you know, look you, good as a consequence. It, it,
1: as a consequence, exactly. Yeah. That's the—that's the thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was never—I was never into the body beautiful. Um, because I never had one growing up. I suppose.
0: Mm. And now
1: I'm after getting to age where I don't want really to give a shit what anybody thinks about me anymore. No. But I—I what, really, what I really want to do is I want to, I want to push myself to see how far I can go before I can't. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like I said as a as a side effect, I'm after getting really fucking big shoulders and a big strong back and strong legs and yeah. I'm kinda of after getting strong all over and it's Yeah. It's not discal muscles. I don't have, I don't have large biceps, small arms. But, but um I've got a strong body and a strong mind, and that's what I give a shit about.
0: With the with the advent of the kind of circular strength training, like clubs and maces and things like that, um, and the kettlebells and the strongman training, uh, you've got two different types of people. You've got really the mainstream type of people which are looking at instagram accounts and saying you know looking at the abs and how big the biceps are and then you've got this subculture like our subculture of people that are looking at instagram posts and saying oh you know yeah fuck me he just lifted a 60 kilo rock over his head and done a a, a squat or a 40 kilo kettlebell and done a squat with it or he's swinging 140 kilos uh, doing a kettlebell swing or somebody's throwing a 20 kilo mace around with one hand so people are looking at um human achievement and dedication and um motivation rather than just looking at someone's body and going yeah like i've seen all that shit before it's, yeah we look yeah. we do want to look good don't get me wrong Of course we do. yeah but um it's like your mum said didn't it years ago it's what's inside that counts
1: Look, I, I, am a hundred percent in agreement with you there. You know what I mean? It's about what you can do, isn't it? Yeah. Never mind how you look. You know what yeah. can you do? I, yeah. I don't care if you have a six pack or show me what you can do. Like, can you, can you press a strong weight? Can yeah. you, can you run or can you, can you snatch a kettlebell? Can you, can you pick something heavy above the ground? Like what can you do? That's what I'm interested in. What can you do? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not how you look. I don't give a shit how you look. No. You know, but no. What can you do? And, and yeah. that's that's what, what I'm kind of saying to myself as I'm training, like, what can you do? And people ask me all the time, why are you doing that? Like, why are you swinging 134 kilos? Why? I'm like, yeah, because I wanted to see if I could. Yeah. That's it. No, no other reason for it. Just to see, could I? And, and why are you... It's accept- a good to, point. Why are you doing all this match? shit like two hours. Yeah. And just just to see if I could. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. 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 And th- there's
1: no, no other great reason for it. But it's yeah. just to say that I can do that. You know, but I hope you might inspire somebody to, to try something and, and, and see if they do that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's that kind of challenge. What's That's what life's all about, isn't it? If you're just sitting back, taking the easy ride all the time, like you're never going to grow as a person, but you go f- adversity. I believe adversity creates. Um, 100%. Yeah, you've got to go. Like, I've moved kettlebells around for quite a few years, but until I'd actually gone and trained, like, my trainer trains and see how hard that is, I wouldn't have had the respect that I've got for it now. You learn. Um, do you think too many people nowadays, do you think too many people take the comfortable route all the time? A lot.
1: It's something, like I said, it's something I see that's very prevalent online. Just
0: yeah. um,
1: the, the five minute abs or the, the six week program or the, the 10 yeah. week program.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not going to get fucked on. You know, okay, look, you might, you know, you might get something in ten weeks. You get stronger. You know what I mean. But I mean, this this is this is a journey you're on. You know, yeah. it's not just a little segment, and then you go back to eating it like shit again. You know what I mean? What it is is, it's it's a journey. It's it's it's, it's treat your body with respect. It's set yourself a goal and achieving it, and do something else, Set yourself another goal and break that. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. life is about, isn't it? You know, oh. it's not about four or five weeks. Or five minute fucking ad. that's stuff really nice to share with me, man. You know, I yeah. just, I think I, think I did. i got all these ads online, with all these stupid fucking weight <laughs> machines, and just, oh, all this bollocks, you know what I mean? It's like, you got a body, just go out and do some fucking push ups or go for a run, or, you know what I mean? The push ups are easy, do some one hand push ups. If they're easy, do one hand, one leg push ups. There's always a way you can work even without, yes. even
0: without weights.
1: Push yourself on, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, um, I follow some guys, uh, particularly the ex army guys like ex marines and things like that. And you see some of the stuff these blokes do like, no weights, you don't need no weights. Uh, it just, mm-hmm. like you said, either get on a pair of rings or they just do push ups, sit ups, body weight squats, lunges, jumping jacks. And they that you will just get absolutely fried just doing the simple yeah. stuff. And if you are getting fried just doing the simple stuff, then you might want to hold on uh before you do too much in the way of lifting weights because body weight strength should be first should it david what do you think
1: i um yeah 100 percent. i think you, you should have your a strong beginning you know what i mean before you start and have your again mobility should be something everybody should be thinking about before they start lifting you know
0: yeah. sticking any kind
1: of weight on an unstable body or something that's that's kind of slightly out of line or out of whack is only kind of probably going to lead you into trouble in later years. You know what I mean? Work on your mobility and work on your basics strength first. Build a really solid, wide base and then start tapering towards the top. You yeah, there you go.
0: All right, my, my own. This
1: is my own personal rant. That's all I'm at, But this, this is what I believe everybody should be doing.
0: Well, everything you've said is is basics. It's, it's, it's just get the basics. You, you haven't really... You don't. There's no secret to mastery. No. There's no secret to strength. There's no secret to... Um, you know, pushing two sixteen kilo kettlebells for two hours other than hard work.
1: Hard work and work your basics non stop.
0: Technique or everything. Do you the use the least amount of energy? Do you use visualize visualization? Do you see things uh, for, in your mind? For, for the two hours I
1: actually any set I've ever done internationally or any of the big sets, I, I think it might my, my I get into like a flow state because I've, I've gotten so, and I'm not blowing my own heart, it's technically proficient with, with that lift. Like yeah. Bruce Lee said, like, no, I don't fear the man who done like a thousand kicks, I fear the man who done one kick a thousand one. times. Mm. And uh, that's what I've done with long second, I just lifted that. So now I know I can do it on autopilot. And I can get such I can get a relax over each portion of the lift and my breathing is with the lift. Yeah. So everything is just rhythmic and flow, rhythmic and flow, rhythmic and flow. And I can just go off into another place. And that's so, what I do
0: do you think people get too distracted into doing too many things? I, I, you know, at first, like they're they're trying to do a Turkish get up, they're trying to do a snatch, they're trying to do uh, goblet squats, they're trying to do all these different things, and then they're doing one arm pulls and rows. And do you think people should maybe specialize or work on just a couple of things first? Or I i
1: think so. I mean, definitely, definitely when they're starting out, I mean, like the old adage, they own, uh, that keep it simple, stupid. It's just Keep it as basic as you possibly can for the first point. And if you want to do something like long cycle, like, sorry, like kettlebell sport, you just got to put in thousands and thousands of reps of that lift to finally become proficient at that lift. You know what I mean? So work your basics, like work your basic squat, your basic like overhead stuff
0: Hmm.
1: and work your mobility, but really work your technique before you do anything else. You know, technique over everything, always. And once you get that technique, that it's, it becomes just muscle memory, it becomes second nature. Then everything else kind of just just falls into place after that. People get too distracted with I want to get up under the heavier weights, or I want to get this rank, which is X amount of reps. I have to get sixty reps. If you yeah. just do the basics, like, everything else will follow anyway. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you do you recommend any books or anything apart from your own yoga book, of course? Is there do you, do you recommend any kind of training books to people? In particular, um, in,
1: in in general, or in yeah. just with kettlebell related?
0: No, just in general, kettlebells or not.
1: Um, I, I'm not a, a massive book reader when it comes to I'm mm-hmm. more of a kind of a doer, and I don't mean that in any disrespect.
0: No, no,
1: I just gone out and I've lifted and I've felt how it, how it should feel, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: that's what I do, and like I said, geez, I'm making me maybe three hours a day. Just going out, trying things, and seeing how it feels, mm. and that's how I've always approached my own. I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying that's the way I do it.
0: No, I um, like it. I mean, yeah, you get you got the basics. You you saw the basic ideas, and then you've just expanded on it yourself. And I've just
1: yeah, like I said, I've been good at self-evaluation, and that's what I've done. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. and I, I, you know,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there's a
1: hell of a lot of stuff out there that people you would be more honest with that than I would on on books and materials to reading. But I've always been more of a Um, a a door, I suppose.
0: Yeah, 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 it's good, it's good, yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, all the gear and no idea is there's that, that (laughs) analogy as well, isn't there? Sometimes people could, uh, you know, they've got all the equipment, they've got all the nice clothes, they've got their cameras set up really well, but they can't live for shit. (laughs) It's the same thing, I mean,
1: it's the exact same thing applies with music. I mean, like I was never taught music, but it was always just, um, you see the guys with the really flashy gear and they're really good Equipment and the best of amps and the best of guitars, but they can't play for shit. Yep. You see the guy with a really shitty fucking better with the guitar in the corner who's a yep. nothing but in the room for like five hours a day every day, and he's the guy who's fucking going to make something out of it. You know?
0: Do you play the banjo? Yes. I play the I... banjo, the
1: mandolin, the guitar, and the bass.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I've had a go at all of them. I wouldn't say I can play any of them though. But I did yeah. go for a. I've still got my banjo. Um. And. I was doing a bit of bluegrass, is it? Um love the
1: bluegrass, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got a five string or
0: four string banjo. Five. Five the, the, the bluegrass banjo. Yeah, five. Uh, I I really enjoy the banjo. Uh, I think it was um Billy Connolly who first inspired me with it. That and deliverance.
1: Deliverance, <laughs> I mean, deliverance is brilliant. That 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 scene is iconic, isn't it? Oh man. Can I, you play I, that? I it. No. Um I don't have a, I, I played a tenor banjo, which is the Irish traditional banjo. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's the same with the mandolin. I have, I've never played a five-string, but uh, ah. I can play. Pu- kind of put my hand to a, to a lot of stuff. You know, i am playing a band since I'm, I'm 15 now. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I just love music. My music is amazing, you know? I have, I have so, to get
0: yeah. over, I'll have to get over to Ireland for the crack. Oh, man, go for the crack a few points and a bit of lifting the rock at the back. Oh, man, <laughs> that sounds like a dream, especially if I bring my motorbike as well, because I've got to do a tour around Ireland at some point.
1: Oh, man, Neil,
0: you're ever down my am, man. I'd sort to out, don't
1: worry about it. We'll have Where about, a great right, day of Whereabouts are you? I'm in
0: southeastern, down to Waterford. Waterford, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think my missus has got family down around that way. We've got we've both got Irish family with out there. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Um well David, I think we're uh, I think we can wrap this up now. Um on the on, ball, man.
1: I, talk, I chat to you all day. You're very easy to talk to me. Man, thanks very much for having me on
0: man thanks for coming on those it was, it's was really uh you know it's great to find out a little bit more about the man behind the instagram account because you never know really you see these pictures about people but you never know really who they are or what they're about and uh hopefully like this this will help your cause as well people will you know they'll know what i know now you're a nice guy you do the work you work hard and uh people should buy your book and look at your stuff and i think at the end of the day we all want to um good people want to help other people no matter yeah no matter the cost you want to pass it back and say look if you want to get strong do this um it's not about earning money off of people this is what you know i'm making this show i don't get anything for it it's my own time um but yeah and and certainly you know like i said your stuff is inspiring people my friend so please
1: giving something back and that's 100% what
0: it's about give it back giving it back but please keep it going have you got any sons or daughters that are going to follow in your strength lines oh
1: I got I got two sons and a daughter and neither of them are into anything to do with kettlebells (laughs) they might change when they're 30 maybe when they're 30 they've got plenty of time left (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right David it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you I'll um i'll get this edited it will take me a few days um just to make it look a little bit nicer i might add a few photos of you from your instagram account and things like that of course, as well. no problem at all. um and then you'll be able to see this on youtube and then we'll be able to uh listen to it as a podcast so people could just put it oh, on in the car or something um that's pretty much it is if there anything else you wanted to say a final part in oh, words 100
1: no, percent. Yeah. just look thanks for having me on i really appreciate it and it's thanks a million for reaching out. Um, I still find it amazing that people kind of want to have a chat to me about this stuff considering where I started. But um, just thanks a million, man. And we'll Well, try and give as much back as possible.
0: The funny thing is, is I asked a lot of people and they said, yeah, it's a really good idea, do it. You know, lots of different people and it it might help someone. I mean, I know it's not, um, you know, a famous... Podcast or whatever, but there's a lot of people with a lot of information who could just tap into this and listen to it, and it's just like, wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't know you could just be at a world champion level just having six or seven kettlebells and a rock. <laughs> it, man. it's all about your attitude, hundred percent. There you go. We'll leave it on that, David. All right, I'll let you get back to your life. Take care of yourself. Look after your family and Thanks. stay Good safe. Man, all all right, on, buddy. See you. Good luck. Bye bye. Give me one of them. <laughs> <laughs> take care bud so there we have it that was david keown and uh he's a, a strength athlete from over there in ireland across the pond and uh what a great guy um he's just showing that you don't need anything um, amazing you just need to put in hard work and you can get where you want to go simple as that he came from nothing became a world champion or world records um it's amazing uh really inspirational guy, great to be able to talk to him. I certainly hope that everybody out there gets a little bit something out of this video. You may have picked up on some information that's going to inspire you or you know, get you out there into the fresh air or just exercising in any way you can. Remember, healthcare starts with self-care, guys, so you are responsible for you. Health isn't a right, health has to be earned. You've got to go out and do it. If I can do it with all the damage I've got in my body at the moment, bad knees, bad back, bad neck, you know, operations, 50-odd years old, overweight. uh, David's coming from, um, you know, he was a smoker, he was drinking, he didn't do any exercise or anything, and he hit 30-something and decided, no, I need to change this around. There's always time. Don't matter how old you are, don't matter on your experience, you just got to get out there and start doing something. Please, if you like the show, if you, if you see value in it, um, just like it, share it, click the notification uh, bell. But more than anything, drop a message down in the chat below just to let us know what you thought. That um, really does uh, help us to, you know, want to put more content out and uh, share it with everybody. And, you know, your support, especially if you're in the fitness community, is honestly most appreciated. We need that help. All right keep it all going. Till next time guys stay safe take care of each other and uh be strong and be tireless. Take care guys. See you soon. Bye bye.